1. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Take your time. He's talking about the status of a personality. If individual has that kind of status mentioned in Psalm 1, then you have the blessings of God upon your world, upon your life. And that is what the disciple of Christ, the true disciple of Christ, is supposed to be. So let's go on. And you see that when you read the psalm, he talks about certain things the person dislikes. He doesn't want to follow certain worldly ideologies or godly ideologies. He doesn't want it to govern his life. On the contrary, he has a delight in the world, in the word of God. And then on day and night basis, he meditates. And you read that, you see that that gives him some sort of spiritual stability that is a necessity for a disciple of Christ or for a believer or a worshiper of God to be successful or to make it in life and to be functional in the work of the ministry. So let's read and see. Begin. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. That means he does not take the advice of ungodly people. Great. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Good. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law that you see, he standard in the way and then what those those things? Standard in the way of sinners, not seated in exactly. the Exactly. His conduct is never is different from the way the ungodly people do. It does not appeal to him. It is not it does not appeal to him. You see, when you are reading the world aflame, he says something that we claim we are worshippers of God and disciples of Christ, but our behaviors and the way we conduct ourselves deny the faith, the kind of faith we profess. He made reference to that effect. Uh -huh. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditates day and night. Wait, 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 wait a minute. From my own observation, since 1979, I decided to live and serve God and worship God. 
I observe it everywhere. I observe it at every Christian environment, Christian household, Christian gathering. How we profess to be worshippers of God and the way we have no delight in the word of God raise a topic a subject in the word of god in most cases uh, 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 people look at me scornfully some make me look like even maybe i'm getting out of my mind and i have seen all such people suffer lack insufficiency limitation and want and degradation to some degree when we talk about the grace of God, the grace of God, the ability to live to overcome the world, the flesh, the devil, sickness, and other things. Continue. Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree. Yes, because of the status, the elements he has mentioned above, it has a desirable result by that behavior and conduct, expression of belief of faith in God and his word. Mm -hmm. It shall be like what? And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water mm -hmm. that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Mm -hmm. His leaf also shall not wither. That is all signifies spiritual word, stability. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Exactly. Whatever he does shall what? Prosper in the sense that he has he's able to prove the acceptable will of world god by that conduct and nobody proved the acceptable will of god and then without becoming prosperous prosper here sometimes they misinterpret it to mean what? Uh, having what? Great wealth or materialism. Many people don't worship God. But they have great wealth and materialism. But some even are battling with fatal diseases. Some sometimes die prematurely and leave all their wealth as a legacy. And history has records that some of these people sometimes, some in their lifetime, end up in, say, penitentiary, prison. Some die 
grow and die broke. Some even commit suicide. We have his historical records of people who lived, had wealth at a point in time in world history, but they ended up miserably. Their lives were marked by an undesirable vicissitude of life. Simply because we can put it in simple terms, they had wealth, but they did not prosper in terms of what God means by what? Prosperity. Do you know, even in Isaiah 54, God said, I am the God. Can you go there briefly? That created the, uh, is it the blacksmith? The smith. The smith. Any weapon, weapon. No weapon that is formed. No weapon that is what? Form against, against you shall award. Yeah, that is one of the connotations of prosperity. Your enemies, all identifiable enemies mentioned in scripture, cannot, God supervises that they cannot what? Overcome you, overpower you, or subdue you. No way. No way. That is. What do you mean by what? Prosper, prosperity. And then you see the word of God works for you. Go to Psalm uh, 30, Psalm 34, verse 20. Let's see. 19 first. Psalm 34, 19 and 20. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. That is some of the element in prosperity. Afflictions come his way and God appears on the scene to make sure he is what? Dili. Joseph is an atypical example. We can see in the Bible. If we serve God, we assume that status in someone in our own time, we shall see the truth in this word of God. And then the verse 20. Verse 20. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Look at that. That is prosperity. God supervises his movement and ensures not even one word. One is what? Broken. Broken. Go to, go to, put your finger in Isaiah 54. I'm now exp explaining some of the elements in prosperity we have not been made to understand. Let's go back to Psalm 1. There is a verse. Pick that verse for me. He said, God knows the way of the righteous. Verse 6. Verse 6. Where did you read before we got to? Verse 3. Okay, read the 6 and we shall go back. Psalm 1 verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Exactly. In 
in the course of the psalm, God slaughtered in this. He's comparing the life of this personality as against those he doesn't want to, whose life he doesn't want to hold, emulate and copy. He abhors and detests with strange ideologies. That's the point we are making here. Let's go on. Yeah, uh, I was uh, talking about some uh, Isaiah 54. He said, uh, I'm the God that created the snake. Any weapon form against you shall not work. No weapon form against you shall prosper. Yeah, I'm explaining the meaning of prosperity. And then he says something down there, any tongue. That, every tongue that shall every rise. tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn thou shalt condemn it's a verse people are not familiar with if man should live by every word of god this also is a word of word god and he said this is the heritage of what this is the heritage of the servants of the lord exactly and their righteousness is of me said the lord exactly this is the heritage the asset the package the property god has given to those who want serve him not ceos in the church people who want and that's why i uh, if you know you, you are in the church to seek for your personal interest, you must be very careful when you come across people who, on the other hand, they see themselves as servants of word. God. That means they have come to church to serve and worship word, God. And also, they carry a mission they know the assignment. They know what God has told them to do for him. And when they are carrying it out, and you, whoever you may be, want to stand, criticize, condemn, and judge, especially with church leadership, that may want to refer to such people who have been sent to preach and teach that the their presentation and other things is in the form they are rude they don't respect it's in the form they don't respect them in the church and this thing this is where sometimes i want to apply the scripture and they want to raise their tongues against god against you as a servant of god then these things are activated in me and i want to word con that's right. This also is scripture. We are we are, we are, we are, we have gotten to a point in this world. Eh? I believe God, the spirit of God operating in man is not mild throughout like we think. Jesus went to a temple. He worshipped with them. He went to one temple. He beat them and overthrew their world. 
is the same holy word spirit that he received came upon him when he was being baptized he used to do that jesus used to be angry especially when you see he came to serve not to be saved and he came to pursue the will of god but he became angry and dealt or face squarely the then religious elite especially the scribes and pharisees in jerusalem who wanted to be fastidious about him and criticize him and raise their tongues against him they did not take it word he did not take it word light and that is god for you he is god he does what he pleases and when his spirit is working in an individual if god is not happy the holy spirit expresses himself in what anger many people don't know this many people don't know what this you see how elijah elijah follow elijah his appetite to serve god and how he received over portion of the world holy word spirit and you see how gehazi under similar conditions he didn't have even appetite for what to serve god he pretended but had appetite delight rather in material world materialism and look at the pronouncement that is second kings 5 26 27 look at the pronouncement the one who received the double portion of the holy spirit made upon him that the leprosy of naaman should come upon him and his posterity so sometimes i read this and I ask myself oh he did the thing but what has that to do with what posterity god was not happy with his word behavior god was not happy with his behavior god was not happy with his behavior so these are some of the elements so people everybody you know yourself i also know myself and god knows all of us especially for church folks if you know and you know and you know and god knows you are full of iniquity and i've told you iniquity is an inner quality god usually detects what it your personal interest is what you are looking for in the church and you've not been turned away from your iniquity and you want to be a stumbling block raise your tongue against the class that are sent by god then be ready be ready for the undesirable world quincy quincy's i've been advised so this time in my aggression i'm careful about my choice of words but we can use the scripture to warn 
people who usually want to display arrogance towards the preaching of the word of God. Noah, Second Peter two five, Second Peter two five. Those days was a preacher. The prophets were all preachers. Isaiah was a preacher. Hagar was a preacher. Joel was a preacher. John the Baptist was a what? A preacher. Moses was a what? A preacher. Luke 16. When the rich man realized he had made a mistake and became sorry at the wrong time, he said, he spoke to Abraham to send what? Lazarus. To go and preach to his what? Brethren. And the answer Abraham gave him, he said, Moses and the prophets are what? If they preach to them, is that not what he said? And they won't listen. When you, we send you from here, they will still not what? We have preachers and preachers who, we have preachers, no God called them. They have not been sent. They have carried themselves. They have sent themselves. Some have gone through Bible seminaries. They are doing it as a secular job so they can survive. Not that any God called them. And there are preachers, no matter their training and background, they have a word, a calling, and they have a mission. But won't be tied any of us, including myself, if we raise our tongue against such word, caliber, we do so to our detriment. You display, we, we do so and you display rudeness right against what? Against God. So it was not for nothing. James 1.21, he said, put away superfluity of naughtiness and receive with what? Meekness. The engrafted word of God, which is able to do what? I see church leadership talk about point fingers at preachers sent by God that they are rude because of the way they evaluate their mode of presentation. They have humility. They think they have humility in their inability to receive the inspired word of God which for whatever reason they lack the grace and the power and the ability to do what? To produce. Because God has registered enough arrogance in them they cannot receive grace to be functional in the ministry of the word of the word of God. Let's go to let's continue with Psalm 1. Back to Psalm 1. Psalm 1 verse 4. The ungodly are not so. Yeah. But are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. They don't have spiritual stability and it affects them physically also. Yes. Verse 5. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Exactly. And then and then God makes sure there is a, 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 a distinction between these two words categories of people. 
those he's consider he considers righteous and those he considers the ungodly. Uh huh. Verse six. And when you hear godly, godly, it has to deal more with spirit than practice. If we have the spirit of Christ in us, we behave well, godly. You hate iniquity and you love what? Righteousness. You have delight in the word of God. You love preaching. All you need to know that this thing, you can discern this thing is coming from God. And you are not worried about the mode because you know this is an inspired word of all God. That is godliness. Godliness goes with appetite for the word of all. Word of God. You know uh, Mary and Martha. What Jesus told uh, uh, Martha. Say Mary has done what? Exactly. He told Joshua the same thing, that you must meditate upon the word of God day and what? Day and night. The error the rich man made, he despised the word of God. Good. Verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. That's the last one. It's serious. If there is anything we should not develop appetite for, it is that we must make every effort so that we maintain the right appetite to maintain the spirit of Christ, to develop it, to sustain it, to update it and to maintain it. And one way we do it is constant meditation on the word of God. You think about it, you talk about it. It's in your heart. You open your mouth and whatever you're saying, oh, the word of God flows. But if it is not there, it is not there. You lose spiritual stability and it reflects on your physical outlooks, behaviors, and in everything that you do. Which I think is something we must all avoid in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.